Dora, you go way back with Jabril, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, have you gotten any sense for what kind of an emotional leader he is on the field? Um, passionate. I feel like that's what he brings to the game. Even when we were in high school, you know, being able to see him play, you know, even when he came on ESPN and committed and rapped a song, just seeing, you know, not just the love that he has for the game, but music as well. So, you know, what he does and the passion that he has for everything, you can see it in everything that he does. So I can see the emotion that he has, but it's good emotion and needed. Is he loud on the field in practice even? Do y'all hear him? Yeah. Yeah, he loud. <laughs> like, well, what, kind of what kind of things do you hear him say? Um, just talking, communicating, you know, what's going on with the other defense, just trying to be, you know, that vocal leader out there. So it's good to have because, you know, you might be thinking something and you hear it out there. And so it's a... Uh, it's a relief on you, so you don't have to think too much. You got people out there talking to be able to communicate, so that's a great thing. Is he the, the most talkative guy on defense? Um, I give him that award. <laughs> Does he crack jokes at all or no? No, he's a funny dude. Yeah, yeah, good dude. I think it's him being himself. So that, I think that's who are true funny people. When they, you know, they're serious the most times, but it's just funny because they're serious. So I feel like him being as genuine as he is and just the person he is makes him funny. You give him that award, but should you have won him that Horning Award the year Which he one? the year he won it for the most versatile player? No, he play? got it. He was doing his thing. I know, no, no, no. <laughs> he got it. No. <laughs> What uh? What has been your impression of uh, Rodarius? I know uh, man, Co Co Coach Henderson oh, said, Coach Henderson mentioned that he uh, that he's like wants to go against the first team. Like he he doesn't seem to have any fear for a six round pick, which is I mean whatever you were gonna say. Like, no, I like Lily, man. We call him Lily. Uh, <laughs> What's the background of that? That's his. I think that's his middle name. Oh, okay. It's Lee, and we call him Lily twice. <laughs> <laughs> but man, I like his game. What he brings, his enthusiasm, his competitiveness. He's a dog out there, man. Every day I practice, I say, you know who I came to see. Like, I come to see him work and see him play. Like, I watch him and everything that he does, just trying to implement and see what he does and, like, try to add it to my game. So, you know, I appreciate having him, and it keeps everybody on edge. So, man, a talented player. <laughs> He's special. So, I just like seeing him going out there and compete. Is it rare to see a rookie like that to come in and have, like, no fear like that in that way? Uh, I mean, not rare, but, like. Man, yeah, it's just impressive. I don't want to say it's rare or nothing, but that's just who he is. You know, it's good to have that. You know, he doesn't wave, he doesn't change. He does what's got him here, and it's working. So I like that of him. What have you learned about the secondary that maybe you didn't know before you got here? I just think um, I think the overall game, the aspect of the game, you know, talking to Rome um, about different things, I feel like that helps me out a lot, just about splits here, things the offense will do, and worrying about different things, what a coordinator may think or what he may see. So I think just being able to talk to the different coaches and have the different experiences from guys playing in the Super Bowls, the big games, and not just the guys, but the actual coaches, to be able to coach against some certain things. So to be able to just put this and bits in your head, so um, later on down the line when it may come up, a situation may come, be able to see it out in practice and be able to use it uh, to your best. There are days where you've had you know, sort of a lighter workload out here. Is that something you've experienced previously, or is that something this coaching staff does differently than you know, when you're in Tennessee? Uh, I feel like I, I experienced it out there um, in Tennessee and doing it here. So, you know, I'm just appreciative, you know, just thankful, you know, just for everything that they do for me here. You know, same, you know, back there. But, um, you know, every day, whatever it is they try to have me do, um, obviously sometimes I'd be frustrated because I just want to go out there and compete. You know, I see the guys out there doing their thing, and uh, I just want to go out there and live it up with them. But at the end of the day, I'm not doing something. I'm out there cheering them on, just trying to get my mental reps. How does that communicate to you? Like, do you come in in the morning and Jerome tells you, like, this is what your workload is going to be like? Um, usually I get out there and practice, and I figure out. I really would, wouldn't want to know, you know, before I get out there. I'd rather just go out there and do my thing and get ready and just prep like I'm going out there competing. And then, you know, they'll probably tell me then. 
How beneficial do you view it? Because, you know, you did deal with injuries last year, so this is an opportunity to maybe, I would assume, sort of keep yourself fresh. Right. Um, I appreciate it, you know, you know the, the thought process going into it and, and them thinking me of that way. Um, so it's just appreciative to be able to have the opportunity to you know, take a little lighter load, I guess. But at the same time, it's not like I'm not working. You know, I'm probably doing something on the sideline with Rome or with Darnay on the, at the end of practice, whatever it may be, and just getting my mental reps in or on the jugs or whatever it may be. Do you look at your GPS stuff, like numbers? I guess that's how they come up with them. I'm just curious if as a player. No. You guys, you guys take a peek of that or no? No, no, I don't. You interested? I just feel like I just run all the time anyway. So I don't think I would be shocked or anything if it was high or low. I just feel like that's what I've been doing my whole life. You weren't here last year, but literally the opponent's game plan was this simple. Throw the ball at whoever is opposite James Bradbury. Because um, it was just a different corner every game. How much pride do you take in being like, they can't do that anymore, I'm here? Uh, I think the pride that I take in that is just trying to come and compete every day and work on just trying to get better. I understand that I can't think in the future or in the past what may happen. I just can focus on today and, and figure out um, how to get better. You know, you worry about too much of this, worry about in the past, you're not in the present, you miss the moment. You know, you lose track of, you know, what you need to do on this rep, this play. So I just try to lock in and reset every play every day and then go from there because, you know, it's, in, it's already in God's hand. So what's going to happen is going to happen. You just go out there and compete. What does playing opposite somebody who's had, you know, as much success? You've had a lot of success. He's had a lot of success. How does that help you to play opposite somebody like him? I like James' game, man. Um, first time I ever seen him was my rookie year. They came Carolina to Tennessee and watched me. I like this club on the sand. He was doing his thing out there. And uh, we actually went out there and played, what, two was 2019? I can't remember. But I always liked this game, like we did. And, you know, I was fortunate to play with Malcolm Butler, Logan Ryan, that corner. So being able to have guys that played uh, this position at a high level and played in big games, so it's cool to have that, you know, again. He's very different than you, right? Like you probably can't exchange a ton of tips, right? Because you guys just have different styles. No, we actually talk a lot. Um, you know, either if I see something on the field or he sees something, we always talk about let's just look at each other's notes. And you know, if you see something that I don't see um, through our practice or you see something on film that I don't see, you know, let me know. So I think that's cool. You know, we'll be able to bounce ideas off each other, but see what he sees, see what I see, and we go from there. I mean, just more like like skill set wise. Do you feel like they complement uh, each other well? Yeah, I mean, like the yeah, X and O. Like you, you you're kind of uh, one type of corner. He's a totally different. Um, I feel like what he does, I just try to learn from, you know, see what he does, just in case I'm in that position. You know, whatever he, the situation or the opponent he may battle up against, try to see what he does and what he likes to do. Um, so it may try to implement in my game because, like you said, we're both two different type of players and just try to use what he has and to put in my game. Last one. How do you uh, judge, how does judge compare to Vrabel as a head coach? Man, uh, they're different. I don't know, probably yeah. because they're just two different complete people. Uh, I really don't even know how to explain. It's just two different guys in that aspect. Uh, I mean, they both come from the, the Patriot lineage, but at the same time, they all bring their different style to the game, you know, how they want to coach and how they want to do things. But that's all I can say. I really don't know 